Without further ado, let me pray. Father God, thank you for the chance, the chance to pay attention to what you've been doing, the chance to bear witness to what you've been doing. Uh, I thank you for these seniors, and Lord, just ask that, you know, where they're nervous, um, you would calm their nerves and help them just to clearly say what it is that you've done in their lives and even bring those things to mind. Um, and Father, for those um, who are feeling sad that they're losing a friend or that they're, they're leaving friends behind, Lord, we just ask for your hand of comfort to be upon us. Um, it is sad, uh, but there's also joy. And we've got a few weeks left together, so Lord, help us to uh, appreciate what we hear now and celebrate these seniors. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Jack. All right, let's see, we got one, two, three, four, five. We got eight seniors tonight, Sharon. Seven undergraduate students, one law school student. It'll be fun. Uh, to get things started right off the bat, Jason, where's Jason at? Um, I think Willis may have overhyped us. Um, I don't have that much wisdom. At most, I'm only three years older than you, so, so there's not that much. But um, hopefully I do have uh, a little bit that, that I can share. So all I'm going to do is just share one big lesson that I've learned uh, in my four years at WNL. And uh, that's basically uh, about what, what I like to do when, when I realize that God has a different plan for me than what I initially thought I had planned out for myself. So like in general, right, we all know that, that God has a plan for all of us and that uh, we all each have a plan for our own lives, right? And it's really easy to know what to do, right, when the plan that you have for yourself lines up with what, with what God wants you to do, right? But it, it's much more challenging. It's much more hard when your plan doesn't necessarily line up with what God has in store for you. And so what I'm talking about is like times when you think that a lot of things are falling apart, right? You're not sure what you're supposed to be doing and, and you feel like, you know, you're sort of alone, right? And in those moments, right, I feel it's, it's tempting to go and, you know, push forward with what I would want to do, right? And, and sort of ignore what God has, you know, set out for me. And the lesson I've learned is that I should be leaning in to what God would want me to do, right? Lean into the different direction, even though it's not necessarily what I would want to do. So, you know, the, the main takeaway is that, like, our Heavenly Father has a plan for all of us, right? And we should lean into that plan instead of trying to, to go ahead with, you know, whatever we had in store. Um, and yeah, I found that listening to God and following his lead actually ends up bringing me to a better place than I had initially hoped for in the first place. So, so that's basically the lesson, right? Lean into what God has for you, right? Because when things are going wrong, right, that's actually a good thing. That means God has a challenge for you. That means God has something else in store for you. And that that means that God has something that he wants you to grow into. And so uh, that's really it. Just trust in God and, and know that he has a plan for you. That's all. Thanks.
Should I press play on the recording? Or? Uh, just leave it alone. Okay. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, for those who I haven't had the pleasure of meeting, my name is Hannah Puckett, senior from Williamsburg, Virginia. Um, I remember being a freshman, listening to the seniors reflect on their four years of college on Zoom at the time and thinking, wow, I hope I have all the answers and all of that wisdom by the time my senior year rolls around. Well, flash forward to today, and I promise you that I do not have all the answers. I wish I had some profound wisdom to share, but instead, I want to talk a little about being known and what this has looked like in my life over the past four years. The truth is, there is no hack for college, or at least not one that I have figured out. But what I have learned is that you need people, and you desperately need Christ. The scariest part of college for me has been opening myself up to being known by those around me and by God. For some of you, that might sound quite simple or easy, but for others, like me, it might just be the most vulnerable and scariest choice that you will ever make. At the very start of Genesis, after looking around at all that God had created and proclaiming just how good and how beautiful it all was, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. We were designed to be deeply communal beings. The image of God is only fully expressed when we are in community with other people. We tangibly experience the love, mercy, and grace of God when we are fully rooted and fully known in Christian community. I have always been a very independent person. Moving around every couple of years growing up, I learned to not rely on anyone. Coming to college, starting afresh once again, God began showing me just how needy I am. I craved intimacy and depth in my relationships with others and with God. I desperately wanted to know those around me and know God, but was hesitant to let my own walls down. The summer after my junior year, a wise counselor told me, you cannot know God until you experience being known by him. And you cannot experience being known by God until you truly experience being known by the people around you. For me, one of the spaces where God has been showing me what this looks like in practice has been RUF small group. An hour every week where I get to show up vulnerably and authentically amidst all the craziness of everything else I have going on. As a freshman, I felt so seen and poured into by my upperclassmen leaders. As a sophomore leading a small group for the first time, during a time when more than six people weren't even allowed to gather in the same space at once, God's goodness and his faithfulness were still on full display. As a junior and now a senior leading the girls' small group, I have encountered God in more ways than I could have ever imagined. I am so incredibly grateful for the community that RUF has been for me throughout the past four years. I praise God for the ways he has met me through the people in RUF. God still has a lot of refining to do in my heart, but brick by brick he has been tearing down the walls that I had put up. When I look at this community and all these people, I see the image of God reflected back at me. I pray that college would be a time where each of you encounters God in an intimate way, and I pray that you might know and experience being known by the creator of the universe. Thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing so much. Uh, next up, we've got 
the coldest hooper in Reform University Fellowship, Mr. Club Basketball himself. How do you adjust this thing? <laughs> there we go. You guys hear me? Cool. Thanks, Jack, for that uh, introduction. Um, man, it feels kind of weird to be like up here reflecting on my time here at WNL when I have like so many exams coming up. <laughs> like, what, what if I'm back? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm so grateful for this opportunity just to reflect on all the, <laughs> the good work that God's done in my life here at WNL. Um, man, four years feels like a long time ago for me. I feel like a lot of people say like it goes by really quickly, but for me, I feel like that was a long time ago. Um, I came to WNL uh, with this desire to find Christian community, and that was like, like praise God for that desire. Um, I kind of just like spent the last year walking with the Lord um, for like really the first time in my life, and um, man, like I had this desire to to, to please God in my actions, and, and uh, like Colossians one says, to, to walk in a manner worthy of God. But I didn't really know how to do that, and I didn't really know what Christian community would look like at, at school. Like I never really experienced that, so I was I had some fears about that. And I came to RUF uh, the first Tuesday of the fall term. Um, we used to meet at Hillel, and uh, I heard Lewis speak. Lewis is the old campus minister. And man, uh, I just like remember that moment being like, just like reflecting on what he was saying and, and knowing that this is where God wanted me. Um, and I knew that I found that community in RUF, just that first message. And that's kind of one of those like Proverbs 16, 9 moments where the Lord kind of established my steps and placed me somewhere. And, and like, praise God for that. Um, man, RUF's done so much. Um, you know, to, to facilitate my, my walk with Christ. And I think one of those that I, like, think about is just the amount of mentors that RUF's provided me um, as, an, like, as an underclassman and, like, seeing these upperclassmen. And there's so many. But um, a couple of the former RUF interns here, Laws Smith and uh, Ben Gilbert, were two guys that, like, really showed me what it looked like, <laughs> you know, to get in my Bible every day, to have, like, an actual relationship with Christ. Um, and, and just in their actions and how they treated me and how they discipled me, um, I still talk to them today, which is incredible. Um, and like, I know there were times where like, it'd be like late at night on a, on a school night and I'd be like just wrestling with something about the Lord and I'd like text laws like, hey, can you come up to campus and talk to me about this? And he'd be over. And that, those kind of little things like that um, really like, uh, really inspired me and, and um, gave me an encouragement to, to kind of be like them. And I, I wanted to be like people who, who loved Christ better than I did. Um, also, there was uh, Austin Kinney was a senior when I was a freshman. Uh, he led an intervarsity small group that I went to and Man, he was pre-med, and I wanted to be pre-med, and so I looked up to him, and uh, he, he gave me a book called uh, um, A Praying Life by Paul Miller, and it, that changed my prayer life, and we went over that together um, the winter term of my freshman year, and it transformed how I saw God um, in an intimate way, and uh, so people like him, uh, Gina LaRusso, is, she's a, he's an intern at TCU now, um, she sat me down and told, and told me about a camp called Summer's Best Two Weeks, which is a camp that I worked for uh, for two summers, and it changed my life. It changed my life. Um, I'm so thankful for her and, and her mentorship in that. Um, and then Josh Valdez, is a, he graduated last year. He's an intern at uh, Houston now. And he was, like, one of the first guys that I got to really walk closely in fellowship with um, and uh, just kind of, like, dig deep with. Um, and I'm so grateful for him and that. And so the Lord, like, really gave me a ton of mentors to look up to and, and to strive to want to be one day. And it's because of that that, like, I, I have habits now of, of praying and getting in God's word because people like them, that, that really challenged me and instilled those into me. Um, and, I, and I'm so grateful for that. So I encourage you all to really seek that mentorship. Um, that, that's so powerful. The Christian walk is, uh, as like Hannah touched about, community is so important, right? And so um, those, those, are, those people were huge in, in my time here at WNL. Um, man, another thing I, I think about 
is uh, just like through through my um, you know through the, through the fellowship at RUF, really like learning and seeing the power of of, of bringing darkness into light, um, and, and the sanctification that comes through that. I think you know as I like started walking with Christ like in college, and man, I you know like I said like the Colossians one, I wanted to walk in a way like that like please God. I, I just realized that I can't. And like I'm so broken, and I and I've learned so many ways in which I fall short in these four years. Um, so many, so much more darkness in my heart than I even knew I had coming into college. Um, and that stuff's scary, and, it, and it's like it's despairing. Um, but like with that, with that fear, um, you know, comes this incredible realization that like God's grace covers that. And so as I like seen my brokenness more, I've also seen simultaneously how much more God loves me, how much more faith. His faithfulness and his forgiveness and his grace covers me. And that, that, that's changed my life. Um, that's changed my life through and through. And, um, man, yeah, that, that's just, you know, having people like, like Josh, um, my roommates, like Hayden Wilson, Christian, guys that I could really dig deep with um, and, and confess to on a daily basis, confess about everything, confess early and often. Man, th- those things have, have, have changed my life. Um, and, uh, man, I've seen so much growth through those relationships with those people. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've also learned a lot about, you know, uh, my relationship with sin and this idea that, you know, uh, you know, Paul says in Romans that I'm no longer a slave to sin with Christ in my heart and that uh, I'm, actually, I'm actually a slave to righteousness and that, like, sin has no power with, with Jesus in my heart. I don't have to treat it like it's my master. And um, that's, that's the freedom, freedom of the gospel. That's the mystery of the gospel that Paul talks about in Ephesians. <laughs> you know, this idea that the God's grace is, it covers everything and it's, it's for Jew, for Gentile, for broken, for righteous, for me and you. Um, and man, I just had a, you know, been so fortunate to experience, you know, God's abounding grace more and more each of these four years as I've seen my own brokenness. Um, yeah, so I'm just grateful for these four years here and uh, thanks for listening to me. So thank you guys. Is this thing supposed to be recording? Yeah, ideally, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it is or not. No, it's a weird deal. I don't record thing. I think it is. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not. It just, it just looks weird. I don't know. It is weird. I don't know. I just want to. No, we're going. We're good. <laughs> it's good. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, thank you, Sam. Uh, Sam's been an incredible leader, incredible mentor to a lot of us leading a small group this year. And he did win the bracket challenge last year. Um, <laughs> on much, on much more important than obviously. All right, our next uh, next senior. Uh, it's hard to miss him. His name is Dawson, but we will miss him. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Okay. So yeah. Hi. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Dawson. Um, I'm a senior, and I'm excited to get to talk to y'all and share to y'all. I tried to kind of split these four years into three main points, and I won't take too much time doing it. Um, but yeah, so I was really nervous coming to WNL for the first time. Um, it was a big change for me. High school, I was super socially awkward, liked to be a wallflower, kind of just sit on the edge of conversations, listen. Definitely would not sit up here and talk to all of you under any circumstances whatsoever. Um, so this is huge for me. 
And when I decide, was deciding where to go to college, it kind of became a decision of comfort and discomfort. I could go to Clemson, all my friends are going there, all my Christian friends, I knew I had a good community there. Or I could come here. I don't know a single person, don't know what the campus ministry life is like, no idea. And I kind of, I prayed about it a lot, realized I kind of need to have a journey of my own to come up here by myself and branch out if I'm going to get growth that I need. And it worked. And I'm confident every day that this was the right place for me to come because I got that and I got to grow close to God and see this community and that REF was present and a powerful force on campus. So big thing I learned from that is um, pray for opportunities for discomfort and take advantage of those because you're not going to grow without them. They're huge for you and God's taking care of you. Um, Second thing I learned my sophomore year is make individual time for God. I got a lot more involved with stuff sophomore year, uh, joined servant team, and um, doing another thing called Sunday Night Worship. For those of you who remember what that was, I'm very sorry. Um, (laughs) But got involved a lot of stuff, was doing small groups, worship team, going to my own small group, servant team meetings, Sunday nights. Sunday Night Worship was on Sunday, rehearsals were on Saturday. Basically every day of the week except Fridays maybe I was doing something. Uh, church related and started burning out really quickly started not wanting to go to those or do anything involved with those very quickly it just kind of became a chore I have to go to this after this rehearsal um, and talked about it with Law's former intern and he just kind of simply put it you're doing too much you're like you're getting involved you're doing all these community things that's great God wants you to serve but he also wants one-on-one time with you he wants an individual relationship with you where You're choosing to be with him in an intimate moment, and he can renew you and pour into you, and it's very helpful for you. So if you're someone like me and you kind of enjoy your free time and stuff, and if you're doing a lot of stuff, you get really selfish with it, and you don't want to spend that time with God, and then you burn out really easily, take a step back from things, kind of do what you see as the minimum to serve. Just pick out the one thing you want to do. And make sure you're spending time a few times a week, every day if you can. Just individual relationship. And last thing, um, kind of a big culmination of what I've experienced over all four years is WNL's culture is a lot of things. Um, the inherent goodness or badness of it, I guess, depends on each individual person's perspectives and their experiences with it. Um, but is it is objectively not a Christian culture. Um, and please never, ever let it define how you see yourself or what you want to do with your life or how you treat people or want to spend your time. Uh, I've seen lots of people who just pour their identities into things on campus. Uh, could be Greek life, how they rank themselves in a tier system, uh, sports, academics, that's their whole value and personality. And there's a lot more to life than just this school and those aspects of it. Uh, I felt that a lot for myself with career. Um, I started seeing lots of people around me, big internships over the summer, um, get a job junior year, paying huge salaries, talking about like what city are you going to live in next year, what big city, what big things you're doing, that kind of thing, climbing company ladder. I saw a big culture where success was determined on career. 
Um, also, if you're doing one of those things, that's great. That's you. This is just me. And I'm not, I haven't always been a super career prioritized person. Um, and so I just felt like, oh, I'm not like doing enough. I'm not being successful with my time. My plans after graduation aren't super like heavily career focused. Yeah, I want to have a decent job in that, but that's not the most important thing for me. So um, basically that it's, if you feel like you kind of don't follow into the WNL way with the things you want to do, how you spend your time, if you don't have the cycle of like work all week, party each night, hungover on Sunday, um, that's a good thing. Like embrace that, pray to God about it. He's probably doing the right thing with you and you might be exactly where you need to be. So thank you guys for four years. I pray that you continue to pour into this community and get something really good at it and just try to leave it better than you found it. Thank you, Dawson. I think a lot of great points in there. We can all um, take a lot of stuff from that. Uh, our next senior sharing is Paradis. Hey, everybody. Claire, don't look at me. I'm going to start laughing. But, um, so for this, I haven't gotten a chance to meet. My name is Paradis, and I'm obviously a senior. Um, to be completely honest, when they asked me to share for senior night, I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about. Um, I was thinking like, oh, maybe we could just get up here and see what comes to mind. But um, at maybe 5 or 6 p.m., I you know, came up with something. So, um, honest, I, again, to Hannah's point, I'm not like super wise or anything like that. But um, one thing that I was looking back on, um, again, at 5 or 6 p.m., was this um, court journal that I've always had. And um, like... This journal, in a way, almost like resembles like my journey through college because um, every coat was selected at a different time, you know, in a different season. Um, and so I'm going to be sharing uh, two of those coats tonight. And yeah, um, the first coat that I'm going to talk about is um, says that you haven't you haven't met all the people that you will love and all the people who will love you. Um, so I think when I reflect on this coat, um, you know, it's actually like a recent coat that I saw maybe like this year and. Um, I think it reminds me so much of, you know, looking back at college and all the friendships and all the relationships I've been able to create um, and just, like, have, I guess. Um, some of them have been, you know, like, expected or in, like, I knew, okay, like, these are people that, you know, high school periods would have predicted, would have predicted that they would be friends with. But also, um, some of them have been very surprising, you know, with people who I did not, you know, know, who are very, very different from me. And... You know, regardless of whatever it was, like, I was still able to learn and grow, and um, all those friendships, like, challenged me to, um, I mean, just think about why I believe what I believe, why I do what I do, and also, like, learn how to love people and how to serve better. Um, and so, and also through this quote, I think um, one thing that I realized is that how the goodness of God shows up in different forms, um, 
you know, it may not come as expected as, you know, oh, like, I imagine that this is the gift wrap that it's going to come in, but it's going to come in different ways. It's going to come through some of the friendships I've met through RUF, but they're also going to come through friendships that of, you know, with other people that I've never met, uh, well, with people that I've met in other ways. And so, um, just like, honestly, being open um, throughout this, you know, past four, uh, past four um, years of college um, to see how God shows up in um, ways that he presents um, himself to me. And then the second second quote that I'm going to share, it's a little bit of a longer one, and um, it's a quote by Theodore Roosevelt, and I actually think it's so funny that I include a quote by him because I'm not a history person, like I generally cannot do history, but um, uh, the quote says that it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds um, could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust, sweat, and blood who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short, um, short again and again, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best in the end, um, in, in the end triumph of um, high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. Um, so that's, it's called the man in the arena. Some of y'all may know that, um, that quote. But um, with this quote, there's just so much fact in this one, but I think when I look back on it, it honestly just reminds me that every single one of us is um, called to do something. You know, you may be called to you know, become a doctor, you may be called to be a musician, whatever it is, but um, whatever you choose to do, you are going to face, like, you know, some struggles and all, but um, just always remembering that, you know, like, who I am defined by, you know, God defines who I am, and, um, you know, he's the one who I should, like, whose voice like should matter and um, just like continuing to push through um, through everything and just like serving him because at the end of the day like if he calls you um, he knows who you are and he knows um, he knows like every single hair on your head um, and so just like trusting that and letting yourself just like fight and know that you know like congratulations to all of y'all for um, for being here and all that stuff so anyway that's all I have and y'all are amazing thank you <laughs> and I'm obviously a senior. Um, I also hate public speaking, so I'm going to try to keep this... Um, shut, shut up, Paradise. <laughs> Sorry, that was bad. I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet. Um, but first of all, I wanted to just like thank RUF like, as an organization because like their continuous effort to try to bring students closer to God is something like no others, and so thank y'all for everyone. Um, but... I just wanted to tell you all some things that I've like learned at WNL, some general advice, some things I've done wrong, but just to take with you. Uh, my first thing is to like get outside your comfort zone. Uh, I think you always want to take a friend to RUF, or like you don't want to take a challenging course because like you want to keep a good GPA. But like get outside your comfort zone, do something you're scared of because I think you'll grow a lot from it. Uh, my next thing is to try and have friends in other groups or organizations, especially RUF. I think it's 
awesome if you have a great group of friends, but I think you should try to branch out because you might get tired of your friends and it's good to have some. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just being honest. Um, so it's good to have um, friends in other groups so you can rant about your other friends. Um, my next thing is to not take life too seriously at WNL. Um, Sometimes you can get wrapped up in just everything, and I think it's good to just try to breathe and just understand that it's only four years of your life, and if it's not going to matter in five years, like, you don't need to waste all your time on it. Um, And then my next thing is to have real conversations with your friends. Like, ask them how they're actually doing, check in on them, and, like, really try to elaborate and, like, go deeper with them. Um, My next... Thing that I've learned at WNL, or this is something I wish I'd done, is to like set goals at the beginning of each school year of like how you want to improve your walk with the Lord because I think it's very easy to just like jump into the swing of like the school year. And if you kind of do that at the beginning of the year, you can kind of reflect at the end of the year of like, oh, like I did this, but like I can improve on this in the next year of college. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. I pray exams go well for y'all and I wish you all the best. <laughs> I don't know if the person knows, but Hannah did the announcement for me last year. And you have, to, you have to do the announcement for me. I feel bad for you. Just putting up with my awful sense of humor and frame size. Whatever I end up coming up with up here on the top of my dome. Um, all right. Our next senior is Christian. Christian. All right. Good evening. Uh, I want to mention two ways in which I've seen God at work in the past few years. Uh, the first is in the idea of joy. So I have learned that although we look forward to God's coming kingdom, that does not mean we cannot have joy now. So in Paul's letter to the Philippians, he tells those believers to rejoice in the Lord. Uh, I believe this encouragement also applies to us. The King of Kings has already made his sacrifice for us, so we can be glad now. We do not need to wait to be glad The second way I've witnessed Jesus here is in you all. Uh, This community of believers has been a great gift to me in my walk with God and in all other ways. I admire your faith and your kindness. I thank God for you. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your attention. God bless you.